Well, hello, America. This is your host, Mark Dunnigan. Thanks for joining in. This is another episode of The Daily Answer. Ah, here's an idea. As we have been in Florida, I have seen a number of congregations in the area have a Bring a Guest Sunday, where they focus on a particular first day of the week to bring someone that maybe you've been wanting to invite to services or worship or church for some time. And number one, you're given plenty of notice before that Sunday shows up. Also, what usually happens is that the preacher giving the lesson will give you a heads up of, here's the sermon, here's the sermon title, here's what it's going to be about. And it would be a good lesson for anyone who's not a Christian to ponder, you know, um, easy to understand and maybe lays out the basics of Christianity in a very understandable sort of order. And it would really be, yeah, time well spent for a non-Christian. There is something else they do though. And that is often there are members who volunteer to open up their homes and they have meals prepared and they have extra food for a lunch after Sunday morning services so that whatever visitors show up, all of them have an invite into somebody's home. As we travel, I know there are Christians who basically do that every Sunday. That is, they have a meal prepared at home with extra food for guests so that Whoever may show up on that Sunday, that person or family or couple has an invite to come into somebody's home and sit down and have a meal. The lady in the home always cooks enough for extra guests. Man, what a good work. You know, I like to go out to eat and I do like to eat, but there's nothing like a home cooked meal cooked by a church lady, by a godly woman who also loves to cook. It's like reading a book and every now and then you will come across the book and you will start reading it and you cannot put it down. Man, you are into it. That's what a good meal is like. Hard to walk away from the table. Back in the 1980s, the early 80s, I was a young man and I was learning how to preach basically on the job, trial and error, On any given Sunday, I would drive an hour, hour and a half, two and a half hours somewhere to preach for typically a smaller rural congregation. And many of the members of those smaller congregations came from a rural background. They had, uh, some of them had migrated to Oregon during the Dust Bowl, either as adults or older, you know, in their 20s. Uh, or as children with their mom and dad. Or um, during the Second World War, they'd come out to the West Coast to cities like Portland, Oregon, because there were jobs in the shipyards. They came out to work. Those meals were, well, they were fantastic. You might say even legendary. Often roast beef, pork roast, and often it was an animal they had raised too or a local animal, mashed potatoes, gravy. 
green bean often the wide green beans that they had raised in their own garden they canned them homemade rolls biscuits fresh sliced tomatoes cucumbers out of the garden cottage cheese dessert and there was always dessert homes in which if the woman of the house pulled out a jar of jam or pickles or peaches well she had canned those herself and such families and couples typically always had large gardens um it's easy to think that that's a relic that is a thing of the past um that doesn't exist anymore and that's not correct you can still find that out in america those couples those families still do exist and they're still having people over evangelism includes teaching people the truth um the truth about god and you know the bible and the church you can read about in the bible jesus you know the plan of salvation what to do to be saved evangelism also includes inviting people into your home and allowing non-christians and this is i guess maybe look look at a kind of consider it's so easy to downplay hospitality or well all i'm doing is cooking a meal oh no all you're doing is not cooking a meal in the book of hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 do not do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it and even one of the qualifications of elders the shepherds of the flock is these are to be men given to hospitality it's amazing how often hospitality shows up in scripture. We, it's easy to downplay it. All I'm doing is just inviting people over, or that's not going to make much difference. But people really get to know you when they come into your home. They observe things. Uh, and I know this. sometimes this is one reason why people don't want to have them over. Like, well, they're going to look at how clean the house is and etc and well yeah yeah but there's no reason that you should have a dirty house right um i th i think what a non-christian is able to see when you have them into your home is how much of a difference christianity makes in your life that easy to kind of view christianity is all it does is i go from lost to saved that's all it does and yeah, that's really important, right? That's really important. But that's not all it does. Be becoming a Christian, as I look back now, about 44 years of being a Christian, it really impacts everything you do, how you manage your time, how you manage your money, how you manage your relationships, it, how, how, how you clean your house, how you keep house. It, it alters that too, how you take care of your house. It really touches and improves every aspect of your life. And so here you are someone who's accepted God's grace. And as a result, well, as a result, you become this incredibly gracious person. It, it really does change every single thing about you. And I think that's one of the things I didn't realize that when I became a Christian of uh, 
how becoming a Christian is really going to touch every single aspect of my life. It, in, even including my physical health, it, it really didn't leave anything. How I take care of my cars, it didn't leave anything alone. It touched everything. And I remember when the Queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon with her difficult questions. First Kings chapter 10, verse 1. She came to test him with difficult questions. And it says in verse 2, when she came to Solomon, 1 Kings 10, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was hidden from the king, which he did not explain to her. In verse 4, it says, When the queen of Sheba perceived all the wisdom of Solomon, the house which he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his waiters, their attire, and their his cupbearers and his stairway, which went up to the house of the Lord, there was no spirit in her. And what really strikes me there is that not only was the wisdom that Solomon received from God evident in how he answered all her difficult questions and that he did have an answer and they were good answers, but also the wisdom was seen in such simple things as what food was served and how the people were seated and even the attitude and skill of just the waiters at the table. As if, as if that wisdom had permeated into all the little details, which it does. Of course, the opposite is also true Foolishness can permeate all the little details. Sin, rebelling, rebel against God and open up to your life to sin. And sin and rebellion is going to go in there and, and it's going to get into all the little details as well. So when you, when you open up your home to someone who's not a Christian and have them over, you're allowing them to see What's well, almost like you're taking in th them into like a showroom, like at a dealership that you would look at a car or even like, hey, here's the keys. Go out and test drive it. See what you think. That's what you're doing. You're saying like, you know, if you're wondering like what difference would becoming a Christian make in my life? Well, observe how I interact with my wife or husband. Observe how the kids behave or how we interact as a family. Uh, observe what we talk about at the dinner table and you might observe like how we keep house and how we organize things. And you might look at all the little details. Man, and, and I mean, I think that's a very attractive poll of the Christian life is here. And, and more non-Christians need to see us in our own homes, at our own dinner tables. Like, I never thought that Christianity could improve that aspect of your life as well. Yeah, people need to get to know you. People need to see you in your natural environment. People need to see you in your home. That's a powerful paw draw for the gospel. This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.